Welcome to Precepts of Faith. This is Conrad DeFries. Um, the title of our Bible teaching, Bible lesson today is um, Who You Are in Christ. You know, a lot of people are wanting to know, who am I? What am I here for? What, 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 what's my purpose in life? <clears throat> a lot of people go to Ancestry.com to find out who they are. Well, I, I want to let you know who you are in Christ. Uh, amen. <laughs> God, I say I do. God wants us to know. Um, when Jesus had been baptized in Jordan and then went into 40 days fasting in the wilderness and, and came out in the power of the Spirit, he turned in the Bible and he found himself in Isaiah 61. He found himself um, and he began to quote the word and read the word there in Luke 4:18 for the spirit of the lord is upon me for he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and so on um, he found himself um, well we want to find ourselves um, in the word of god uh, in the whole bible but primarily in the new testament um, we want to identify ourselves with him um, the Bible tells us in the book of Genesis, chapter 27, that Jacob, um, when he took on the identity of Esau, um, then he received the blessing. Isaac was looking for Esau, but Jacob came in, um, and he received the blessing. And when he took on the identity of Esau, he received the blessing. When you and I take on the identity of the Lord Jesus Christ, we receive the blessing that is on him. We're crucified with him, died with him, dead with him, raised with him, seated with him in heavenly places. We take on the blessing that's on him. When he went to the cross, he took our place. He took 100% of everything that was upon us, he was crucified for us, died for us, paid the penalty in hell for us, rose from the dead, seated at the right hand of the Father. He took on our identity 100% and was made sin. And when we receive him, we take on his identity. One scripture says, as he is, so are we in this world. <clears throat> In 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 21 and 22, it says, By man came death, and so also by man came the resurrection of the dead. Everything that Jesus did, he, he is and was always the Son of God. But the Bible tells us, especially in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 7, he made himself of no reputation. You look it up in the original language. Um, he emptied himself. Um, he laid aside his powers of deity. Um, and he walked on this earth as the Son of Man. Um, you know, God cannot be tempted uh, or, or, or test any man, but Jesus was tempted and tested in all points like as we. He, he, he became tired. He was, he, he was tempted of the devil. He was tempted with different things in the world. Um, and tested, but yet lived a life without sin. He did not yield um, to that temptation. He lived as the Son of Man, uh, and he did no miracles until 
the Holy Spirit came upon him, and he was baptized of John in Jordan. After that, and only after that, when he was about the age of 30, then he began to do miracles and perform the works of God. He said himself, I can of mine own self do nothing. You and I today, he was our example. We in our own selves can do nothing. We, Our self-righteousness is as filthy rags, um, but we've been made the righteousness of God in Christ. Uh, we have received the Holy Spirit. Um, being in a human body gives us authority on this earth. Um, God could not come and defeat the devil as God um, because by one man came sin, and so by man, Jesus, the Son of Man, um, came the resurrection of the dead. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 21 and 22. In the book of Romans, um, chapter 5 and verse 12, um, Wherefore, as by one man sin uh, entered uh, in to the world. It's like an actor that came on stage. Sin there is the sin nature. When Adam and Eve ate of the forbidden tree, the forbidden fruit, um, they were righteous. Um, they were in the image and likeness of God and righteous in the sight of God and fellowship with God. Um, but when they sinned and ate of the forbidden fruit, um, then the sin nature came into them, uh, and they lost that righteousness uh, and lost God consciousness and gained sin consciousness. By one man's sin entered um, into this world, and death um, by sin, um, and so death um, passed upon all men, uh, for that all have sinned. <clears throat> Now, death there, of course, even today, people die a natural death, but they, have, they do not experience spiritual death. Um, when it says, and death by sin, that is spiritual death passed upon all men. So by one man's sin, um, people now, except for Adam and Eve and the Lord Jesus Christ that came into this world, everyone that comes into this world is born in sin because we are born in the loins of Adam. When it comes to spiritual death, we do not have a choice when we come into this world because when Adam sinned, uh, then, then sin came upon all that were in the loins of Adam. So spiritual death passed upon all, for all have sinned because all were in the loins of Adam. He says in Romans, the 17th verse, um, 517, For if by one man's uh, offense, um, death, that is spiritual death, reigned um, by one, um, much more, praise God, uh, may that which receive um, abundance of grace reign in life by one, um, by the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, we certainly can see how death has reigned, how spiritual death has reigned on the earth since Adam. Um, it, it, it's all around us. It's all over the world. Um, he says, much more. We see how death has reigned, spiritual death has reigned since Adam. 
much more by one man, the Lord Jesus Christ, that receive abundance of grace, shall reign, not just when you get to heaven, but shall reign, one translation says, as kings in life. I want God wants everyone that receives Jesus to see themselves and their identity in the Lord Jesus Christ. In Philemon, it only has one chapter, and in the sixth verse, it says that the communication of thy faith may become effective by the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. The classic Amplified Bible says that others will see your faith and will acknowledge and appreciate and come to full realization and understanding of what our identification is in Christ Jesus. You know, some people, they, they want to identify themselves with somebody else. They want to dress like them. They want to talk like them. They want to be able to get their voice lined up so that they, they can sound like them. Well, praise God. God has so planned it that he wants us to be identified with Christ just like he identified with us. He totally identified them with our sin and our sin nature. He suffered everything, went to the cross, went into the heart of the earth three days and nights, rose from the dead, took our place. Um, he wants us then to understand receiving him, we receive his righteousness. Um, we receive the Holy Spirit. Um, we have the life and nature of God um, on the inside of us. Um, in Colossians chapter 115, um, it talks about... Um, the being the firstborn of every creature. In the 18th verse, it's speaking of Jesus. He is the firstborn from the dead. He's not the first to be raised from the dead, but he's the first to be born or to be raised out of spiritual death. He took our sin and our separation from God in order to uh, take our place and to pay our penalty. Sometimes we call it the great exchange. We need to see ourselves. We are not God, but we need to see ourselves with the life of God in us, the life of God on the inside of us. In Revelation chapter 1, in verse 5, it calls him the first begotten of the dead. That is, the first to be born again. Today, there's many begottens. Every one of us that received Jesus, we are born again. We have, we, we're translated from death into life, from, from spiritual death into spiritual life. Jesus was the first begotten of the dead, but now there are many begottens. The Bible talks about Jesus, how that he should taste death for every man. That death was not just physical death, but that was the death on the cross. And Jesus said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? You know, up until that time, he always called him Father. 
Father God, Father, Father, Father. But on the cross in the ninth hour of the day, Jesus was hanging there on the cross when he actually took our sin upon himself and he felt that separation, he felt that spiritual death, he felt that uh, taking our sin upon himself. Then he said, My God, why hast thou forsaken me? Praise God, everything that Jesus did, he did it for us. He had created all things. He has always existed as the second person of the Godhead. But when he came and was born of the Virgin Mary, everything that he did, he did for us. He came in in the likeness of sinful flesh so that he could be tempted and tested in all points as we are yet without sin. In the book of Romans, chapter 8 and verse 29, it says, For whom he did foreknow, uh, for whom he did foreknow, he also predestined or predestinated to us to be conformed to the image of his Son and share inwardly his likeness. The Amplified says, that we would be molded in day by day into the very image on the inside of us, into the very image of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the Apostle Paul talked about he travailed until Christ would be born in them. Then he said he travailed in birth again until Christ be formed in them. Not, not only are we forgiven, but praise God, we are to grow, and Christ wants to walk in us and live in us. Colossians chapter 1, verse 27 says, The mystery that's been hid from ages past is Christ in you, the hope of glory. In the book of Colossians chapter 3 and verse 10, he says, talking about us, and have put on the new man, which after God is renewed in knowledge, after the image of him that created him. God wants every believer to see what God sees is Christ in you, the hope of glory. He, he is on the inside of you. He's living through you. Like Peter said, there at Gate Beautiful, such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. We have been given the Spirit of God. We've been given the name of Jesus. We've been given the divine nature of God on the inside of us. God wants every believer to see themselves who they are in Christ, to come into that identity to see themselves not as who Ancestry.com says they are, not who somebody says they've inherited such and such from their ancestors and so on. But when you receive the Lord Jesus Christ, and we'll talk about it more in another lesson, you've been washed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, just like a, a hen lays an egg, unless there's a male sperm involved from a rooster, there's no blood supply to go into that egg, no matter how long you incubate it. 
that afterbirth or placenta of a mother today, it's separate. Her blood does not flow into the life of that child that's in the womb. There was no human blood from the father, no human blood from Joseph. He wasn't involved. Mary's blood did not go into him, but the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary, and he had divine blood. The blood of God is that that cleanses and washes us from all sin. You you could say when you get born again, you become, according to 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Some translations bring it out. It is a creature, a species that never before existed. In the Old Testament, people were forgiven. But in the New Testament, people are not only forgiven, but their sins are remitted, the remission of sin. In other words, you have been justified by the blood of the Lamb, by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. One person said it like this, justified, just if I'd, justified, just if I'd never sinned. He said, old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. We'll see as we go into other lessons on the blood, the blood, it remits sin, it causes you to become a new creature. Old things are passed away and all is become new. It even purges your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Even the, the sin consciousness of the past, the smell of sin that was on you in the past, it purges even your conscience. You say, oh, my conscience bothers me. What I did years ago where I miss God. Well, I tell you, the blood of Jesus will, will purge your conscience, even purge your conscience from dead works. It is really, it's the wrong thing and the wrong way to think. Oh, what I did wrong, what I missed it back there. What, what un, injustice it does to the blood of Jesus. That blood of Jesus cleanses and purges you from all sin. You are a new creation, a new creature that has never been existed before in all of eternity. You're a new creature, a new person in the Lord Jesus Christ. In Ephesians and chapter 2, verse 5, says, even when we were dead uh, in sins, um, hath, past tense, uh, God hath quickened us together with Christ. Um, in the mind of God, when Jesus was quickened and made alive, um, when he was the firstborn, the first begotten from spiritual death, uh, when, he, when God the Father raised him from the dead, um, in the mind of God, we were quickened. We were made alive with him. See yourself, your identity. This is your new identity. This is your new identity. You could almost think of it like this. Now you have the DNA of God. His blood cleanses you. It washes you. You're a new creation, a new species. 
that has never before existed. Verse 6, And hath raised us up together. When Jesus was raised up, everyone that accepts him, God sees us raised up together with him, not only raised, but seated together with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Praise God. In the book of Acts, chapter 17 and verse 28, the latter part of it speaks of us as being his offspring. We are children of God. We're born of God. Our spirit being is born with the life of God in us. And we've been quoting that in 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, and all things are become new. In verse 21 there, For he hath made him to be sin. He never committed any sin. Jesus never committed sin, but he took our sin and paid 100% as though he himself was a sinner. He wasn't, but he took our place and, and suffered everything that a sinner would suffer. But then he wants us to identify with him. Like in Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. I see myself in him. When he died, I died. The old me died. The old man died. The old sin nature died. I'm crucified with Christ. Yet not I, but Christ is the one that's living in me. So there in 2 Corinthians 5, 21, He hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Being made righteous in right standing with God, that gives us the right, the authority, the privilege to come right into the holy place where the mercy seat is. That blood ever liveth. It is right there before the throne of God today. Jesus said, you know, to the ladies after he had raised from the dead, he said, touch me not, I'm not yet ascended. Later he told Thomas, he said, put your hand in my side. Look in my fingers. Touch me. Feel, you know... <clears throat> Between that time and the other time Jesus went into heaven, he tells us in the book of Hebrews chapter 9, he once offered his own blood into the holy place. He took his very own divine blood shed for us and sprinkled it and put it up on the mercy seat. And that blood is alive today. You and I are not, we, we are not stalks of corn standing individually on the earth. A person is either in Adam or they're in Christ. They're either saved or they're lost. People today are not who they are because of what they've done themselves. They're who they are because they're born in Adam. They have the sin nature because... That all sinned in the loins of Adam. We're not who we are today in Christ because of what we've done, because of our 
self-righteousness. Our righteousness is this filthy rag because we've done so good and we've been so good. No, we are who we are today because who we are in. We are in Christ Jesus. We have his new nature. We're washed in his blood. We have the Zoe life of him. There in John 15 and in 5, I'm the vine, you're the branches. The very life, the very Zoe life that is in that vine comes right into the branch. A born-again person, you have the very life of God on the inside of you. You've got vine life. You're the branch. You bear the fruit, but you're getting your life from the very life, from the very nature of God. You're not still an old sinner saved by grace. You were a sinner, but now you've been saved by grace. You are a new creation. Old things are not still with you. They have passed away. And behold, you are a new creature, a new creation in Christ Jesus. In John chapter 5, verse 26, it says, For as the Father hath life in himself, so, has, so also hath he given to the Son to have life in himself. Another translation says, Even as the Father is the source of life, he has so made the Son to be the source of life. John 10.10 10, the thief cometh but for to kill, steal, and destroy. But I'm come that you may have life. He did come to forgive us, but he came to do far more than that. The very pinnacle, the very, the very heart of why he came. He said, but I am come that you may have zoe, that you may not only receive forgiveness as they did in the Old Testament, but that you may have the very life of God and have it more abundantly on the inside of you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Begin to see who you are in Christ, not who you are in yourself. When you lay hands on the sick, don't see you like you have something you're doing. See Christ living in you. When Oral Roberts used to pray for people in the tent meetings, he, he told that when he would begin to lay hands on people, he didn't see himself, but in his mind of faith on the inside, he saw Jesus standing right by him. It was Jesus doing the work. And when you and I lay hands on the sick, when we speak the words of God, when we declare God's word out of our mouth and out of our heart, it is God's word. We speak as the oracles of God, the children of God. We're, we have the life of God molded and being formed on the inside of us. Second Peter 1 and verse 4, Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these we might be, not just when we get to heaven, but here and now, that we might be partakers of the divine nature. God is not giving you his Holy Spirit, his Zoe life, um, 
those rivers of living water bubbling and pouring up out of you, giving you the mind of Christ. He's giving you the Holy Spirit, just the same Holy Spirit that Jesus had come upon him. He said, I can't of my own self do nothing. He did no miracles till he was about 30. He only did the things because he had authority in a human body and because the Holy Spirit was upon him and in him and through him. And every believer today, you have the Holy Spirit with you. You have the Holy Spirit in you. You have the comforter. You have the guide. You have the counselor. You have the helper. You have the greater is he that's in you than he that's on the inside of you. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 6 and verse 10, he says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. The Amplified says, be strong in the Lord and, and, and draw your strength from your union with Christ Jesus. In the Greek, he says, finally be strong. That word strong is dunamis, dynamite power. Be powerful. Be powerful in the Lord and in the power. That word power is kratos. That's the power that raised Jesus from the dead. In the Greek, it means ruling power. And in the power of his might, that might is iskus, in the endowed power. In other words, God wants his people to be powerful in the ruling power that is endowed by the Holy Spirit on the inside of every believer. Well, praise God. Mark 9:23 says, All things are possible to him that believeth because it's not you it's christ in you that's doing the work